Hi, folks. Uh, welcome to Dreaming the New Dream. You're on Radio FM 88 Australia. And um, it just so happens that um, my co-host has um, put together a, a fantastic local artist who's based in the Sunshine Coast in the hinterland here in Mapleton, if you ever get the chance. Nice place up there, Condolita Falls, Mullaney. Um, and, of course, uh, our story tonight really refers to the eye of a photographer when it comes to taking a picture or is it the landscape artist and so we're going to hear from Alan who's um, workers in the field of artistry so without any further ado I'll pass you over to Julia and we go from there thank you very much hello welcome everyone thanks for joining us and welcome Alan Mead our wonderful landscape artist who loves being in nature and with nature welcome Alan Mead thank you Julia and uh, thank you Jeff Great. So, Alan, I understand that you were inspired at a very young age already um, that you to become an artist as in, you know, growing up, you sort of got fascinated with seeing how light affects colour on the shapes and the objects it hits. Do you remember what it was that first drew your fascination? Oh, I think um, one of the big uh, things that really struck me uh, when I was uh, very young, uh, my Parents used to uh, take us into nature quite often. Um, we had some um, quite uh, uh, wonderful experiences, uh, I guess, if you class being uh, two weeks in a tent in North Wales as, as being in nature um, uh, during the winter. Uh, but uh, no, uh, these these things sort of uh, stuck in my mind, uh, especially um, you, like Snowdonia and the um, the mists that come over the hill, uh, the, the hills and the and the mountains, and and, and just the the sense of colour that it, it puts it just changes. The colour changes all the time, and uh, I, I guess I just had a fascination with uh, with that. You know, get a little tiny bit of sun comes through, and 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 it changes again. You know, the colours change, and uh, I, I guess it's something that I like to try and recreate in the uh, the works that I do. Yeah. Yeah. I th thank you. I can really relate to that. I mean, I I remember my first trip to Wales, and we just took a train up from London to Cornwall and Wales, and we just got off wherever we felt like it. But um, when you know walk past the village with the Harley Davidson people and <laughs> the fish and chip shops, you were like in these brooks and moss-coloured rocks and uh, just ancient forests. And to me, you know, I grew up in in the city in Hong Kong and um, studied in London. So to me, it was like stepping into one of the pictures in the fairy tale books. And you know, the energy is so thick there; it's been untouched and by humans for such a long time. It really is quite different, mm. isn't it? Yes, yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, uh, wherever you go in, um, in in the world. I think that um, there's always something that you can uh, you can get out of the 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 environment, the nature. It's just phenomenal. Oh, some lovely shots there coming up. Uh, beautiful. Yeah. I've had the pleasure of going to Snowdonia, and and I can relate to exactly what you said about those yeah. and how nippy it can be when you um, take that. Uh, <laughs> Tram, or tram cart thing, whatever you want to call it. Tramway up to the top, Snowdonia. Yeah. Very awesome. That's right, yeah. 
Um, I was actually five years old when I went first up to Snowdon, so uh, I started early. <laughs> I had to so walk when you um... <laughs> <laughs> They didn't carry you? <laughs> no, no, I had to walk. Couldn't get the train. Oh. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Mm. So... Um, just out of interest, because, you know, when we start drawing, and, and I know for me this was one of the frustrations, was that um, as a kid you, you know, you, you, you see something absolutely beautiful or you conceive something that you would like to draw and then when you actually take pen and paper and colours, you know, the colours run, the colour isn't the right one that you've chosen, the, you know, the borders blur, the paper the paper starts getting holes in it sort of what was your mm -hmm. or what was your journey of um you know seeing beautiful landscapes to actually being able to portray them in that amazing way that you do well i, I must uh, firstly i i guess um as a youngster i used to sketch and one of uh, my aunts used to uh, take me uh, into the countryside and we used to sketch and she'd always used to say oh Yours, yours is so much better than mine, um, Alan, and um, I could really never see that. Um, and I, I guess for a long time I, I, I shelved the whole idea of, of, of drawing and being, you know, uh, an artist, and it's only in, in probably the last five or six years that um, I've really thought about, you know, uh, how to, how to, to paint. Uh, I've always been able to draw. But um, you know, draftsmanship um, perspective and you know uh, depth of field. Um, but to actually um, think about and, and absolutely observe and, and take it in what you're trying to portray and, and the techniques on how to um, how to get the, the best out of uh, uh, out of the medium is is probably. Uh, something that is, is a bit of a new journey for me so as I say five years I've been oil painting um, started off doing charcoals and uh, and uh, uh, colored pencils but um, yeah I think uh, it, it's such a forgiving um, medium uh, oils because you can you can basically just erase it and then start again you just got to have the confidence to say no I, I didn't like it like that it can change and just mm. wipe it off and start again so mm. yeah so this amazing wave painting that jeff just turned up is that an oil painting yes they're oil paintings yeah yeah wow how do you how do you get it so transparent it's just um so just run us through i mean neither jeff and i paint so you know do you start out yeah. So, you know, how do you go about it? How many hours do you sit and observe the dynamics? Well, do you structure yeah, it? I, I do, do um, there's, there's lots of pictures of waves and, and also going down to the ocean, watching how it actually, uh, how the water comes in and how it goes back out into the sea. And um, the colours, again, is, is, is just experimentation uh, and, and, and seeing how the, uh, you, you see the wash going up into the um, uh, into the wave as it starts to form, uh, and it's all um, uh, contrasts in colours. So, uh, and then if you look really deeply into a wave, you'll you'll see that there's greys there, 
and, and you know different colors there's not just the you know the the, the colors that the eye automatically sees there's lots of other other sort of different shades and colors that come through like you see in the right at the bottom of the wave you're seeing the you're seeing the bottom of the seabed basically so uh, and if you actually look into the wave, that's what you're seeing um so it, it I, I guess it's observation is is a big thing yeah uh, and and then it's um again it's experimentation as to um how you um how you put it down put it on uh, yeah. Let's let's stay with it. That, that's really interesting. And I, yes, as you say, I, I can see the seabed now. And this is for our radio listeners. We've got a beautiful green wave on a blue ocean. A typical Queenslander one. You know the really strong ones where most of your friends from overseas <laughs> look at that and then look at you and say, Are "You serious? We're going in there?" Because <laughs> they're very strong and they can dump you. But there's yeah. just that absolute translucence and clearness and that beautiful force. And Jeff knows a lot more about waves than me. So Jeff, just those two waves sort of, you know, as a surfer and a lifesaver, what would you be telling us about those waves? Well, I'd say you must be a bribe island um, for that wave break to sort of come straight up and just drop straight there. Most yeah. of the coast beaches would be getting a wave at least a hundred meters out probably. And if there's a gutter in the between when you walk into the walk into the water, that can be. You have to watch yourself when you go across the gutter. It's um, mm -hmm. get under the sandbank, which is where the the big waves are. But no, this sounds like it's anyone watching this. This is um, a short boom, straight smack um, jumper. And um, but once you get through that, um, you don't go full. You don't fully walk into the wave. You actually turn sideways, path of less resistance. Mm -hmm. To get through it, but uh, generally speaking, um, that can be quite uh, dangerous for young children. So, if as a lifesaver, you'd be watching very intently to that type of um, surf coming in onto the beach, just like that. Well, Is there that you go, Alan. It, it looks like a real wave that's dangerous. That's how good you are as an artist. Right, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so. Um, we got some uh, other um, particular photos there, Ellen. Um, you know, surf is a very important part of Australian culture. I mean, when we go to the Commonwealth Games and the Olympic Games, you know, our athletes are really swimmers, isn't it? It's just the nature of our climate. That's so, it. Yeah. You, know, you can see how important it is to have a, a landscape painting in your house just to represent Queensland, isn't it? Represent Australia. So. Mm. Mm. Mind you, I used to take the mickey out of a lot of English people when they were shipping back from Australia and just going back to England. And I used to say, you sure you got a colour television set? Yeah. Have you got any videos of home and away or, you know, from a bay, you know, that stuff? Why is that? Oh, you know, it's like in England here. It gets dark and gleamy. And, and <laughs> he's talking about the weather. At least you can turn on a colour television and watch Australia and see all the different colours that come out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the point but painting and um seeing through the eye of an artist that's really what we're talking about today so being able to capture the colors that we've got in australia i mean that's just remarkable isn't it so um if i step out of my vision shot you know here's a particular beast that's in in australia so i mean it's not a color that you would primarily see in in some uh, in uh, somerset or in um snowdonia but with our climate the way it is when we get droughts you know you, you can see that type of um 
landscape it's, it's quite melodramatic isn't it really it sort of blends mm. everything it's very right. true yeah let's go to your um i think we're in piling or bangkok or somewhere are we or vietnam i think with this particular next photo um uh, that's vietnam yeah and uh, it's a little bit blurry but um it's quite uh it's most of most of the pictures well all the pictures that i uh um i i i do have got a significance quite a, a big significance to me um, this is in um, Barbay National Park, which is up in the north of Vietnam, uh, near the Chinese border. And um, it's, uh, it's littered with um, caves and, um, you know, I think it's limestone or chalk. And um, this is on the way to one of the, one of the caves. Um, and there's a couple of things about it. What, what I actually um, noticed was that the tree looked like an eye. It's a tree within a tree. Uh, and um, I thought that was quite special. Uh, the, the other thing is it was really, really hot and steamy. Now, uh, the photograph doesn't actually um, uh, show you that, but what I've tried to do, if you look at the haze behind the, behind the tree and um, up in the hills, it was so hot and steamy that uh, was, that was the whole idea of trying to get that heat, that feeling of, uh, of really being you know yeah uh humid humidity and uh, and yeah quite not very comfortable so yeah yes yeah, so what uh, time of the day was it when you were painting this oh well as, as i say um it's not I, I don't paint them actually on scene um it'd be very very difficult to set your easel up on a boat because we were in a boat oh. <laughs> and, and um and, and uh, and paint the picture. So it's a copy of a of a photograph that I've um, that, that I've taken. And most of the well, all of my my works are are, are taken um, are done from photographs that we've we've um, we've experienced and and been to places. And I, I guess um, while I'm painting, it takes me back to that those absolutely wonderful times that um uh, we we were there and and for how long probably a couple of weeks it takes me to actually paint it i'm back there in in north north vietnam uh, and i'm really enjoying that and and it just becomes part of you and I, with all the paintings that's how i feel it's it's like a, a revisitation of as to where you've been you know? Yeah. yeah, and you've really captured the, you know, the quintessential, quintessential for me as well. I was in North Vietnam last, uh, in January last year as well, and it's just, you know, those mountains are so important to them because that's where um, they hold up and they actually managed to defeat the French against that's... all odds. Nobody expected them to do that. Mm -hmm. Hang on, they beat and, the um, Sorry? <laughs> they beat the Americans as well. Yeah, the French, you know, they had the planes, they picked a valley that they thought nobody could get to and, um, you know, beyond belief, we just climbed over those steep mountains and went in Yeah. and um, attacked them from the top of the mountains. Yeah, we, we went um, down the Mekong as well, which was um, when we visited um, uh, Laos and um, Thailand and Cambodia and uh, all along there's some, um, you know, uh, caves where they... Um, 
uh, hid from the, the bombing. Um, uh, so it was really quite a big part of their lives, um, was being able to, to uh, uh, avoid that type of uh, trauma. Right, so yeah. uh, you obviously do a bit of travelling because now we're going to... Um, take oh, your... wait, wait. Can I just ask about the tree before we move on? Sorry, okay. Jeff. It's so, okay. um, you know, I, I, I love trees and tree spirits and, you know, I, immediately I noticed the eye as well. Um, mm. Did you sort of, as you were painting it, did you get any sort of connection or insights as to why it would have grown that way or what uh, that is all about? Not really. I just felt it was so special. It had to be captured. Had to had to put it in. You know. I mean, it is. It is. It, not sure. Looks like a fig to me, but I'm, I wasn't. Didn't really get that close. So yeah. But no, it's um. Yeah. I, it, no, spiritually, uh, I, I, I. I was trying to 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 get that look, uh, and I think it worked. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it does because fig trees are normally, you know, sort of heavy, uh, big and strong and umbrella-like, but this lightness yeah. that comes through, yeah, and that movement as a result through the trees. Um, yeah, there was significant growth over the river, which was um, quite important. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of at an angle, and it's just grasping onto the bank and. Yeah. Stopping itself from sliding up by tilting up. So yeah. I get maybe the tenacity of um, that landscape and that people. Yeah. You know, despite all odds. Yeah. You know, but staying connected. Jeff, hmm. are you, which country are you going to take us to next? Are we going to the Northern Hemisphere? Yeah. And we're going to go to the land of pirates. <laughs> Pirates, yes, black flag. Yeah, it's the Cornish. Cream. <laughs> yeah, this is um, Mevagissi, which is um, a little fishing, or uh, I think it was uh, known for harbouring pirates and contraband um, uh, during those times. And um, the harbour was, um, I, I, I really sort of, uh, it was one of the biggest or most complicated um, pictures that I'd I'd done uh, at this stage. So it was um, it was quite a, a, a task to get everything. You know, um, it, it, there's a bit of engineering drawing involved with it as well. So uh, yeah, um, which I, I I did do engineering drawing um, in my early days at school. So uh, I found that that uh, that helped. Um, to try and get uh, the angles right, especially on the riggings of boats and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah, it looks really complicated and you have to have the perspectives. You've got the big blue boat, the um, big fishing boat in the front, and then you've got the one slightly behind and all their lines intersecting. Yeah. And you've got more boats in the background. So did you, you know, from the photo, did you actually take it and measure it? Yeah, well, this is, this is um, I've, I've sort of... Um, uh, I use a lot of uh, shapes to begin with, um, you know, uh, triangles, oblongs, stuff like that. And you, when you put the shapes down, you make a draft, and then you just um, you you follow your draft and and um, you fill in. I normally go from um, uh, uh, top left, and I work my way down. So I, I usually put the sky in first, and the um, 
the 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 horizon, the, the the contour, the profile of the the picture, then come down, and uh, then start to fill in the buildings, and um, it, it's just a uh, an accumulation. It's a um, uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it evolves put it that way. <laughs> And it's, it's very intricate and you never, I mean, like, did you ever get tempted to add in something or skip something or leave out anything? There's, there's quite a few things that uh, aren't, uh, were there that aren't there. Um, there was, um, I, on one of the boats there, there was um, some sort of weird winch and I just couldn't, I couldn't understand, it, it just didn't look right. So I took it out completely. This is um, on the red boat, uh, just at the back there, there was a, there was a strange winch coming off of it. And I thought, well, no, just, yeah, I tried to paint it and it just didn't, didn't look right, so. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. what you've, yeah I, yeah, I can imagine them with that sort of heavy metal that would disturb the equilibrium because you've got that sort of kind of snug neighbourly, um, you know, everybody's close for protection and being able to use that as a bridge at the front. And yeah. that winch would have made the red one a bit top, yeah, so it's listing to one side mm. in terms of the eye drawing it out. Yeah, I, I think. And the, the black other... flags were there as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Got the black flag in. <clears throat> but um, I think what uh, I liked about the um, the picture to to paint was the colours. Uh, there's lots of different colours in there. Um, quite often you see a scene, and you know, um, especially with the reds and yellows, you know, you you. Um, uh, and there was a significant amount of red and yellow in it, which was made seem to make the picture. Yeah. So. <clears throat> and what made you decide to go to choose to draw what you know a, a scene that has a lot of content and a lot of intersections in it? Well, this was it was a challenge, really, more than anything else. Um, you, I can do. I have been doing um, lots of landscapes. Um, and thought, well, this one would be a real challenge, especially uh, I find the, the the background very, very difficult sometimes to to blend, to look as though it's the background, you know, and not be part of the, it's got to be very sort of um, uh, faded and, uh, and um, uh, blending in. Um, and uh, some of the, areas were very very difficult and took me ages to do you know really quite a long time and a lot of it you know you wipe it off and say no no that's just not right i i i need to go back and redo that so mm. this is um, quite a bit of heartache in it sometimes <laughs> mm. yeah you could almost become quite forensic because you know if I'm, as i'm looking at the background and you're talking about it i see the pink house and the yellow house and the lights reflecting and bouncing off that at the same time, you've got the light that's also, you know, it's a harbour, so it's bouncing in from the east yeah, side a, onto the blue coach, house. There's a coach there, I think. There's a there's a tanker in the back there. <laughs> so, yeah, you, uh, you tend to look deeply into into things. Uh, it's a little yeah, bit... Uh, yeah, it's, it's the picture's um, a little bit uh, blurry, but... Uh, yeah, I've blown it up. That's the issue. There. Hey, um, yeah. I've just been um, getting into your harbour there so that people could actually see the the realism of of a photo, and mm. then, uh, and then show your piece of art here to sort of give people 
a true reflection of what you've gone and seen and then you've put it onto canvas so yeah so this is low tide which i found quite fascinating with the um uh, the, the water receding going going back out and um uh you know the, the the lines of the the chains that are in the in the mud and yeah it's just yeah i'd like to capture what i see and also enhance it as well so. Uh, quite often you have a photograph and the photo isn't quite yeah um, how you want it and but you you've got the basic there the basis there so you can sort of um put a little bit of color and a little bit more light in and um uh it tends to just make it lift off lift off the canvas yeah it's good <laughs> i enjoy it i enjoy being able to do that how long did it, did that picture take you to paint? Um, it's it's hard to say because I, I can't paint twenty four seven. You know, I, I can't paint eight hours a day. So it would be sort of like um, stints of a couple of hours at a time. Uh, and sometimes um, I find that I'm just not in the mood, and you 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 sit down and everything you touch just. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do that. So you find just you put it down and you say, no, another day. So I'd say um, it would probably take, if you classed it as being eight hours a day, it would probably take a week to, to do. So 40 hours, I'd say, to do that. Yeah. So you kind so, of have to get yourself into a right space to, to be able to paint the way you want very to. Much. Very much so, yeah. Um, it's, and it doesn't always flow. Uh, you know, it's uh, quite often you, you don't really, you think, yes, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm really going to do something today and, and it just doesn't happen. <laughs> and you end up coming out and out of the, the studio and thinking, I shouldn't have bothered today, really. <laughs> but uh, then that's the, then you have your good days where you, you paint until midnight and you think, oh, where's the time gone? Yeah. So mm. it can happen as well. Yeah. And do you ever find yourself dreaming, you know, during that week that, or that those weeks that you're focusing on one picture? Like, do you find yourself dreaming at night that you're on the boat or one of the fishermen's chatting to you? Well, or? yeah, well, as I say, I, 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 to tell you the truth, I, I usually have about three or four pictures going at one time. And because um, I like to vary the colours, I like to vary where I am, um, so I, I don't get bogged down and and, and just uh, focus on one thing all the time. So um, uh, I, I like to do that, but no, very much so. I, I'm there. I really, when I start a painting, whenever I pick it up. I'll revisit where um, wherever it was that I've you know I've taken it or. Uh, ah, so yeah. you're like a millennial. You can create three scenes at the same time. All very oh, different. <laughs> but um, no, I, I find it's more stimulating to do that, um, to to just, okay, when things aren't going well, um, you just take that to one side. Let's put another one up. Let's change some colours. Um, let's have a different – I was doing some trees or, you know, was doing a boat or doing some sea or, or sky, you know. Um, so if one thing's not working properly, just, you know, let, let's go and do something else. 
So that, that's mm. how I tend to uh, to work mm. things, and it seems mm. to work out there. Yeah. Mm. Well, let's talk mm. about the stimulation. You know, what what makes it worth you know you returning and and you know putting all that effort and time and focus in that area. Sort of, what do you get out of painting landscapes that you don't get out of I don't know, say gardening or engineering or well. <laughs> <laughs> As I said before, I don't tend to uh, be able to paint, you know, uh, eight hours a day. Um, so I've, I have got other other interests, uh, and quite often I um, do a bit of building work and renovations. And I love my garden, um, so it's one of those things that I can put the paintbrush down and go out into the garden. And then I can think about it and then think about, oh, okay, well, uh, I haven't tried this. I'll try if something's not working. I haven't tried that quite. So I'll, I'll, I'll go and give that uh, a try. And um, so, yeah, in answer to your question, um, what do I get out of it? Well, um, I, I guess I've been given a gift. So I've, feel as though I need to use it um, and um, I like uh, to a lot of people say oh I really love your artwork so you know that's nice to have that feedback for people to say I really like what you're doing so that gives me more more encouragement and incentive to do more and and do um, better better pieces and you know I feel as though um, the more I'm, I'm painting the, the the better I'm becoming um, technique-wise, anyway, and learn, learning how to do things and uh, how to do things probably a little bit quicker than I, I, I did before uh, and knowing how to um, um, use the brush and certain techniques, you know. So, yeah. Mm. It's just a learning curve how for me. I'm enjoying it. It's great. Yeah. yeah. How did you find out that you that you do I mean you do all have a gift but how did you find out that you were you know better than most people and that it was worth you know that that um yeah that you were well, really good yeah well it was it was funny because um I mean I'd put it on the back burner for years and thought no you know I might one day I might pick it up and um uh, Dawn and myself my wife Dawn um we've got some friends that um go up to Bowen every year and um they invited us up. Um, um, that's uh, Ellie Beach, uh, Proserpine, a bit bit further up, Bowen, and um, we visited them for a week. And while we were up there, um, our friend suggested she was doing some art lessons uh, in Proserpine in Ellie Beach. Uh, Ellie Beach, not Proserpine. And um, she said, "Do you want to come along?" And um, uh, they they you know, assist you in in doing some drawings. And uh, so I said, yeah, okay, well, I'll come along. And um, uh, they put some pictures in front of me and said, oh, could, let's, let's draw these. Uh, the first one, I think, was a lion's head. And then I did a, uh, a little frog. And, and at the end of it, the teacher came up to me and said, why aren't you doing this full time? Why aren't you making a living out of this? I said, well, I'm not that good. <laughs> and um, she said, oh, I think um, I'll send you some some things, some exercises to do, 
uh, with certain mediums and um, uh, it, it started from there. So with that encouragement, um, I decided that uh, she said, well, now that you've sort of done um, charcoals and drawings, and uh, why don't you try some bigger pieces? So I started with the um, uh, the one of Borneo that I've, um, uh, I think you've got the other one there. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about that next, so we'll just look at yeah. So you, you, you basically uh, were in Borneo. Where was that in Borneo? Uh, that was um, Sabai. It's just down from um, uh, is north northern Borneo, uh, the Malaysian part of Borneo, and it was um, coming down to. Uh, I think I, I sent you the picture in the link. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. Um, and we were in search of the want to go and have a look at the proboscis monkeys, um, and they are found in the. Um, uh, Garama and Cleese um, uh, wetlands, and this was on the way back. We'd seen some the monkeys, and the and the sky was just phenomenal. And that's from the back of the boat. Um, you can see the uh, the waves, uh, sort of, and the, and the ripples in the uh, in the water. Um, but um, I feel as though this this was a real starting point for me because if I look at this now and I think, wow, I've come so far because to me this is isn't as good as it, it could be. <laughs> um, so it's it's one of it's a real learning curve in the way that my technique has has really improved um, from this uh, initial picture. Um, it's it's hard for maybe you to see, but I, I know from uh, my, my personally, I know that it's a, a real growing edge for me. But that was the first yeah, uh, I'm just, yeah. as much one I did, yeah. I'm really admiring that picture because um, seeing if I can learn from you, you've got the sun there and then you've got the clouds on the left that seem to be a bit spiraling, a bit like mm. a, um, it's such a, a candy floss and spiraled it a little. So did you, yeah. do you actually turn the brush as you're doing it to try and show the direction or do you work more on a texture uh, basis so that you've got different i i, I use the, I, I use these days I, I use the colors um and, and blend them together to get that sort of um feathery rounded um so so you you start with your lights and you you work into your darks so it's 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 just a technique that um i've sort of developed over as I said, so I, I don't think this is one of my better works. I think the ones that I've, I've been doing uh, in, la in later times, um, uh, I've, the technique has improved, put it that way. But um, looks pretty good to me. I mean, the reflection on the water, sort of. Mm. Sort of. Mm. So you're saying the light would have been there first, and then you basically put in the silhouettes of the horizon. Yeah, well, I, what I do with um, paintings is I underpaint under first. So basically, you you put a wash. So uh, you you'll create a sort of a uh, a rough horizon, and then you'll um you'll you'll start with the sky. I always start from the top um, um top left and and come down. So you put your clouds in first. So quite often you, you'll see the painting, and it's a painting of clouds to the, to the horizon, and then um, I always tend to put the um, 
the darker uh, colors uh, base first, um, like right down the bottom, it's it's quite dark. And then uh, because if you look into if you look into bushes and trees and the ocean, the hardest thing to get out of it is the correct um, uh, depth, uh, the the dark part. Usually, uh, that's how I feel. And, and what I do is then layer on top, um, and then you layer the lighter lighter things on top. Uh, you got to no, be. I agree bit... with that because. Mm. You got to be a bit. with that because even in um, even in when we're like dousing or clearing energetic spaces, there's always a ratio of light to yin to yang and light to darkness. Plus, you've got mm. the other elements and the movements and. If you're painting, you know, just pure nature, water, land, air, earth, and light like this, the source of light. Uh, mm. Yeah. I think sometimes, though, um, especially I found with with painting, you got to be very careful, especially when when you talk when you using your your whites and your yellows because uh, they don't lend themselves to be painted over anything else. So if you've got something that's really white and bright, you, you don't want anything under under them because it, it's uh, the, the the yellow paint is like transparent and the white's transparent. So you put white over dark or a yellow over dark, you're going to get a green coming through. So you've got to be very careful. Those those areas that are there that are really bright and white, um, there wouldn't be any any darkness there at all or any blues or anything under there. So you, you've got to be careful um, where you underpaint and uh, um, uh, um, what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, it, it, it's quite complex sometimes. <laughs> mm. And what were the monkeys like in Borneo? Oh, they were great. Yeah, uh, they apparently they they um, they forage during the day on the riverbanks and then just as uh, as dusk uh, they go up into the trees and that's when you're able to see them that's why we went um, to see the uh, the monkeys in the afternoon evening and um, of course there's um, crocodiles all in the river there so um, uh, you see you come back and all you see is red eyes on the bank <laughs> yeah 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 my dad grew up in Malaysia and that's the that's why they actually go out with a dog. They let the dogs swim first. Yeah, okay. but you didn't paint the red eyes in the in that landscape, did you? No, <laughs> no. Yeah, it would be too unfriendly. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. Mm. So we've so we've painted in Borneo, Vietnam, and Cornwall. Yeah, that one. That and one there is um, uh, Mount Warning. That's the one behind me. Just yeah. <clears throat> And that, that's an image taken. Uh, took three three pictures and combined them all together. So because uh, it was hard to get a elongated uh, shot of the mountain and the and, and the creek and the um, the dry bed. Uh, so yeah, quite quite. I quite often um, do um, you know just combinations of um, of, of sort of uh, images. Yeah. Is that the Mulamba to Yukai going out to the Hare Krishna joint? Uh, no, that's up. Um, um, if you're going up 
uh, Mount Warning Road, um, some friends of ours had some acreage uh, off of off to the off to the right of that, and it, they they you drove right to the almost to the base of the mountain there. So um, it was just on a on a little creek that was going over. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the the car like a Ford type of thing. Yeah, another one. Mm. I know. Okay. Mm. Mm. Yeah, for, for our overseas visitors, if you are coming to Queensland, you do want to come and climb Mount Warning. It's um, a very special mountain and a very interesting climb, and it's in a beautiful valley just on the border of um, mm. New South Wales and Queensland. It has significance locally as well. I just love the way that you've got the blue and white kind of circle reflected in the water and mm. over, like a halo behind the mountain. <laughs> we can okay. see Mount Warning from Brisbane. It's part of the scenic rim. Yeah, that's yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, we've climbed the mountain a few times, actually. It's um, uh, yeah, it's, it's such a wonderful, wonderful place. Really, really nice. Yeah, you've um, made it quite stately. It's kind of a cross between, you know, the mountain on Sound of Music and it's just a sort of saint mountain, <laughs> <laughs> saintly mountain with that great lighting. It's quite cinematic, actually, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Let's come to the uh, fishing boats. Is that up in Alaska? Is it? Um, that's um, going up New, New Brunswick on the other side. Um, one of one of um, that was a commission. Uh, it's quite a big picture. That um, uh, friends, uh, um, they went on a flotilla. Um, uh, it was about five boats, I think, and they they um, just uh, explored uh, the the whole area up there or, or, or quite a bit of the area and uh, they wanted something to um to remind them of their their, their wonderful trip and um we we went through probably oh, about 30 images and eventually we came across this one but it was really washed out um you, there was no color much in it you could see the boats in the foreground and 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 you could see the um the mountains in the back but it was very blue and white and that was all there was so i decided to, and and over in on the right there there was a waterfall that you it was a little bit of artistic license where i thought i'll put a i put a waterfall in there and just and they, they were really happy because that's what it was all about. You know, it's just um, a, a lot of things that um, uh, I added there w w was actually there, which um, you couldn't see in the picture. So, yeah. So the spirit of the mountains must have come through and prompted you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> consciously yeah. or unconsciously. <laughs> going, don't, forget the yeah. don't forget the waterfall. Don't forget the birds. <laughs> Let's have a look at the, um, Jeff, can we have a look at the birds? Because, you know, apart from a huge, stunning landscape, Alan's just very good at capturing the detail of, and we have some beautiful birds in Queensland. Yeah. And um, I think they're being featured in your upcoming exhibition, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've got a few. We went up to the Bunya Mountains, which was, um, uh, that's another special place. I don't know if you've been out, been there. It, it's almost like a freak of nature. It's not supposed to be there. It's in the middle of the plains, um, um, Dolby and, um, uh, it's just this outcrop of um, uh, of sort of mountains and the bunya pines. They'll, they'll only grow in the uh, in in that climate, and um, it's really quite chilly up there. No matter what time you go, time of year you go, and um, 
you can stay in little guest houses up there and it's and it's quite special there's a lot of wildlife up there and fortunately when we went was uh in october when all the um the grass trees were in flower and um with the grass trees being in flower you get the birds and and that was those um uh, there was three or four different types of birds that were were really i've never been so close to them before and one of them was the um uh the uh, eastern spine bill and the, the and the scarlet um honey eaters which were were, were wonderful you know and uh, my, my parents uh, were keen bird watchers in the UK, and um, I, I guess I've developed a little bit of a love for birds uh, through them. So, yeah, uh, I, I love that type of thing in nature. Yeah, yeah, you certainly got that sort of really that inquisitive alertness that they have. You know, they're not dopey. Um, no, they're fast. I, and, I must yeah, admit that. It, um, Dawn's quite a, a good photographer and she takes a, a lot of photographs and images um, and I say, wow, I, that's great, I'd love to paint that. Um, so that's, that's how, um, how it comes about sometimes, yeah. Oh, what a beautiful comment. Yeah, that, that's at um, Anogra Dam. Um, oh. I don't know if you know Anogra Dam. We've been there recently. Yeah, <laughs> we probably so. went past the same bird. It's a bit, it wasn't as skinny then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, the one below that was that was the first one before the the um, the big um, uh, Borneo one. That was a a, a test um, just to see. Um, that was up at, I don't know if you've been to Ceres Creek, uh, just before you get to Rainbow Beach. It's, um, it's a freshwater um, like uh, stream that goes through and these get these massive eels in there, the, the um, long finned eels and um, probably about a meter, a meter and a half long, these eels. Mm. And they're, you know, they're really, um, and the catfish. Uh, we saw these, and, and the water's so clear, but it's it's got that tannin, you know, the orangey sort of um, uh, fleck to it. And just as the what I really love was the the way that the um, uh, the sky was reflecting uh, on the on the water, and we just got the ripples of the um, uh, the ripples of the sand underneath. I thought it was a great great subject to to try and paint. So. Uh, that's how that how that one came about. Yeah, that would be I would that would be mm. really hard to paint, and I just love the you know the gold and the see throughness of that. Oh yes, mm. and for our overseas viewers, this is the great kookaburra. Jeff, do you want to talk more about it? Kookaburra, <laughs> make the sounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a hoo hoo ha ha hoo hoo ha ha. That's, that's and I wake you up um, at five o'clock in the morning. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a coloured pencil drawer in that one, so, yeah. And they're very strong birds, and if you're having a barbecue and you're an unsuspecting foreigner they, and they know it, they'll be holding your drumstick or your vegan sausage and they'll just come and swoop before you've even had a chance to bring it to your mouth. They'll come and swoop like a dive bomber and pick it out of your hand. That's exactly right, yeah. Nothing beats the bloody seagull from England eating an ice cream. Oh, no. Oh, the Cornwall ones, yeah. yeah. Uh, right. The herring gulls, yeah. 
<laughs> they eat ice cream? I thought they just used to eat chips. They've no. graduated onto ice cream, have they? God. Yeah, they'll eat anything. Huh? <laughs> mm. Oh, and that beautiful husky. Yeah, that's um, a friend of ours. I, um, that was a commission, and um, uh, she gave me about five or six images and wanted me to create something out of the images um, that she'd given me. So um, I... I uh, she was very happy with it, so I'm I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. great. So so um, so if people are watching that and they like your style, they could contact you via the website or Facebook page. Yes, and, um... yes. No, no, yeah. I, I I actually enjoy commissions because it gives me um, uh, a different sort of uh, slant on on doing something that I might not have um, challenged myself to do. So yeah. Mm. And my, all and the commissions have, I've um, have been greatly received. <laughs> so yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you're you're obviously very talented. I mean, look at that one. That's very that's very Fraser Island type. What, uh, what is that? I can't see the Harvey Bay. Um, Pier. That's Harvey Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Once the water goes out, you have to walk out about two kilometres, don't you? That's the one. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's what yeah. I remember. Hmm. And going forward, Alan, what's the um? Are you are you going to be uh, touring the country or going international? What's the, what's the plan? Oh, look, um, I don't really know. It's it's a little bit um, um difficult in these times to to know about travelling, but um, uh, yeah, we we've got some. Uh, plans to go and, and visit, um, uh, especially Dawn's uh, relatives down south. So um, hopefully we'll we'll get down there. But um, no, we're doing this exhibition uh, in a couple of weeks' time, um, and and we'll see. We really like to see how that goes first. Yeah. Great. Let's just have a quick talk about this Scotland. Scotland picture, Jeff. Can we go back? Because I, I initially thought that was Devon, but um, it's this is yeah. Scotland apparently. Can you tell us more about that place? It just looks oh, spectacular. I, I want to go back to Scotland after seeing that. That's the Isle of Skye, um, a slot melt waterfall, which, um, yeah, it's just like a lock. Uh, it falls off the edge, <laughs> off the edge really. Um, beautiful place. Uh, and what was stunning was the, um, the colour of the, the, the ocean. It was so clear, um, and it was like a green um, with the algae uh, uh, on the rocks, and such a stunning place, Isle of Skye. Um, I'd really love to go back there. Yeah, looks like something out of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. I actually thought it was up in the Orkney Islands to be perfectly honest. That's that's what the uh, landscapes like there with all the puffin birds, you know. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, um, I've been here too, Quantox. Yeah, that's my, they, my mum and dad live at, um, on the Quantox. They, they, they live at uh, Bishop's Lydiard, which is uh, a little village near Taunton. And um, uh, they, uh, my sister also and, and husband live there. And um, the last time we went over, we went up to the, um, onto the, uh, the Quantock Hills and went through the, 
the, the lanes there and the beech trees are amazing they're they're they're, they're so um so surreal i think but uh, yeah just had to had to paint paint them <laughs> yeah yeah it's quite varied <laughs> yeah yeah you really sort of um you know it's not like you you just do waves you really um have really represent the diversity of nature or is that still life there yeah, yeah that's still life that was one of my early early ones um um probably before i i even um what actually happened was um uh a friend of ours that I, I used to work with the um we used to meet at the Belgian beer cafe in, in Brisbane and um, uh, that was his, his favorite place to be. And um, unfortunately he um, got electrocuted and um, uh, I sort of, it, it hit me a little bit and I thought, well, I, I'd like something to mem remember the guy by. And I thought I'll, I'll, I'll do some of his favorite beers and, um, you know, I'll do a still life. So, you know, that's how that came about. Yeah. Well, isn't that lovely? Because, I mean, I certainly do notice that, um, yeah, you know, for the radio listeners, it's um, there was also wine and uh, cheese and grapes and fruit and often it's actually a great tradition here in Australia at suns sunset because people get off work early because they start early. So yeah. they'll basically prepare a plate of cheese and, uh, you know, maybe some grapes and walnuts and figs. Mm. and take out a cold glass of wine and go and sit out and watch the sunset. That's right. Wherever they are. Yeah. Oh, that looks very almost Dutch. These these were uh, my very early uh, when I I they were when I first started um uh this was a, a bit of a a test in pastels so um that's yeah, peach and grapes and uh yeah, these these are really early uh, early pictures that um, um, that I I sort of was getting my honing my skills as it were um, to eventually start to do the uh, the oils. Mm. Very strong, strong painting, I have to say. Very strong. Mm. Yeah, I agree. That's that's like it's stunning. It's um you know it's it's so much form compared to the landscape, but perfect mm. form. Oh, and you're doing people because I was just going to say, do you do you know you don't do uh, people, but then yes, yes, here we see you do do people and kids. Yeah, is, so we have a picture is, of a child, a toddler. This is, this is my grand grandchild. Um, this is my granddaughter. This is uh, Alice, and um, uh, her other grandfather. Got, uh, it was his favorite favorite picture of her. So um, he said, "Could I do one for him in oils?" So it's only a small, small picture, but and it was very difficult because of the size. Uh, oils isn't always, and, and canvas isn't always, uh, I find, easy when, it, the larger it is, the, 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 the easier it is to, to get um, uh, detail, but the smaller it is, it's very, very difficult. Yeah. These, oh, these, these guys are... Bacissar Island. We we went on a <laughs> a week snorkeling snorkeling holiday to Vanuatu and um, ended up sat in a um, uh, in the uh, resort for a week. It was during Cyclone um, Donna, I think it was. Um, so we had a week of 
torrential rain and this was just before it, it hit they were getting supplies in uh, that's uh, fuel for the generator they roll it up in barrels up on the beach so i thought it was quite a quite a nice shot actually <laughs> and yeah. this is a painting not a photograph no that's that's my my granddaughter uh, again uh, that was when when she was um her first experience at the ocean so um and it's that, a painting it's, yeah it's painting yeah my gosh mm. Mm. Wow. And this is a colleague of mine that I, when I worked in Brisbane, she uh, she was getting married, and I I said, would you would you mind if I you know painted a nice big picture of you? And she said, no, that's fine. She's she's going to collect it when she's in Brisbane next. And she's in South Australia at the moment. So um, yeah. And I just love the colour, and it was quite a challenge to try and get the gold. The gold braid and that in the in the the bodice at the top and and the patterns I did have a quite a, a lot of trouble with the patterns but um, to get them uniform I spent quite well a Alan bit. all I can say is that you like a challenge because like <laughs> an, a bridal a, a br Indian bride in her sari with all that gold jewelry I mean that is so intricate that's the like, <laughs> like, yeah. That's asking for trouble, <laughs> but you've done it incredibly well. Mm, thank you, thank you. Yeah, great. Well, mm. Alan, thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, I guess one last question before we part company mm. with our beautiful audience that's been watching and listening to us. If um, any of them are uh hobby artists but they haven't quite decided to go full time yet and they're not confident you know as somebody who's been there done that what would your advice be to them um, well i guess uh for me it's um you're only sort of restricted by your imagination so you you, you go for it and and just try it um and don't be don't be afraid to to make mistakes because that's the only way that you 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 move forward and say okay make mistakes but think about you know what you're doing and how you did it and then try something new try a different brush technique try you know over painting under painting it's it's just it's all trial and error um and uh, i i guess it's just having an interest in uh, in wanting to um create create something you know i mean for me i'm i'm a realist and I, I like to like to paint what i see um although i am venturing into other other different um uh genres um uh i've been doing a couple of sort of like spiritual type of paintings um but i still believe that to to do any you've got to practice before you do things properly so yeah, I'm, I'm still practicing. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, very wise words. Thank you very much, Alan. You know, you, know, you certainly are honoring honoring nature and what is and all her beauty and all the components mm. that we have, be they fruit or boats or people or trees or mountains. Mm. And I think that's, you know, everything is living and uh, and we're all in this together. Oh, yeah, thank you very much. Jeff, do you have any um, 
Any yeah, parting comments, questions? Maybe you have thrown up Ellen's photos. Oh, sorry, paintings. Sorry about that. Um, but I just want to draw some similarities to um, Ellen's work there, particularly stills and then the, um, yeah, the landscape ones. And um, you can see that this um, masterpiece of European arts coming out to Brisbane here on the um, 12th of June to the 17th of October. So question mm. is go up to see Mapleton, have a look at the um, Alan's work or jump on his website and you'll start to see that um, Alan's got certainly got an eye for some of these classical um, aspects that have been painted you know, from the 16th, 17th century. I mean, um, we've seen this one here in the harbour scene. We've seen this work with the peaches and the grapes. Uh, I, I think it's a great testament uh, for anybody mm -hmm. who's showed to um, jump on and, and have a look at um, Alan's um, website there, alanmeadartist.com. Uh, just jump to his Facebook site and have a look. But, um, yeah, I think anybody who's into art would relate to Alan, and um, I think that would relate to uh, what I've just put up there relating to um, these masters that we're very fortunate that are coming out to uh, Queensland. Uh, great, mate. Pretty brilliant. Okay. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Who have we got next week, um, Yeah, uh, next week we switch from from art to and nature and landscapes to frequencies. We actually have from the Netherlands, uh, from the Jai School of Frequencies, a time waiver therapist who is actually customizing frequencies um, that people can use in, with bioresonance machines or with their Heelys to release past lives, um, run abundance programs, etc. So it'll be mm. something for you, Jeff, because you understand radios and frequencies. <laughs> I just understand the problem and the solution, but sort of the technicality, hopefully, we will be become a little enlightened to, with as to what kind of frequencies we can use in this, uh, in this healing space these days in the 21st century. So tune in to Dreaming the New Dream next th next Thursday, same time slot. And thank you very much for listening to us. Alan, and I was really impressed with the fact that you have the same uh, aspects of all those people who are very creative, whether you're uh, the muses, you know, call out for the muses and get writer's block or, you know, the musos, here's the muses bringing in the, you know, the lyrics for a song or the composition for a song. And equally, um, you get to that stage where you just, find that, that Zen spot and away you go, painting till midnight and thinking, oh, where did the day go? <laughs> I was really interested to hear that. appreciate you saying that. Yeah, good. Good. Yeah. Anyway, here we go. Thank you very much. Oh, great. Thank you. Okay. Thank you.